Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Live Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Friday evening, where we are set to continue our exploration into these keys to better respond to the question, can you pray for me? Uh, So what have we been doing here over the past, oh, two and a half months on Seeds of Truth with this night we have tagged Holy Desire? Well, we really kick-started it with an overview of our, well, then 12 keys, and I've decided to synthesize them into 10 keys. And after that, I was receiving questions about the passage from 1 Timothy 2, verse 5, that talks about Jesus Christ being the one mediator between God and man. And so I spent an evening responding to that question, really focusing in on just not that verse, but its preceding four verses, right? That help us better understand that, yeah, we are called to be mediators, but our mediation at its best is always going to be a sharing in the one mediation of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul is wanting us to see there in 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 to 5. So after that evening, we have been spending now, what, the last eight weeks going through each key. And so in the first four keys, we have broken each key into two weeks. So the first was pray in faith. The second was pray in the spirit. The third was pray on the spot, right? The importance of praying on the spot. And of course, the fourth, praying from the heart. So for this week and next week, what we are going to be about is examining the importance of praying with fervor, which, as you will quickly discover, is the natural outgrowth to what it means to properly pray in the spirit. Okay, so What is it that uh, St. Catherine of Siena tells us? Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. That, for me, I thought, really gets to the heart of just not what these next two weeks are about, but (laughs) what our vocation in life is about. Be who you're called to be, and you will set the world on fire. To pray with fervor, my friends, is to pray in the Spirit with the conviction that God has put something on your heart to pray for, and of course, in the case of intercessory prayer, the desired request. Fervent prayer is absolutely essential, quintessential to intercessory prayer. What does St. James tell us? Think about that quote that I just shared from St. Catherine of Siena. James says in chapter 5, verse 16, Fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful in its effects. You know, we are a result-oriented culture. And intercessory prayer is no different, right? We want to see the effects of our prayer. While we are not always going to be granted to see the effects of our prayer, maybe sometimes we are, St. James is letting us know that fervent prayer from a man or woman imbued with God's love and grace yields powerful results, huh? Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. As I was reflecting into this fifth intercessory key for this evening, I was made to revisit my first week at Franciscan University of Steubenville. As many of you know, 
I finished my undergrad and did some grad work at the Franciscan University of Steubenville. In my first week at Franciscan University of Steubenville, I had many encounters that certainly would eventually give shape to the whole of my experience while studying at, at the Franciscan University. I met friends who I could pray with, classmates who I, who I would call teammates in intramurals, and professors who certainly guided my studies. But the one encounter that made the greatest impression on me, and still, I think, impacts me in various ways, was my meeting with Father Michael Scanlon, a TOR friar, then president of the university. During the orientation weekend, each freshman, or in my case, a non-traditional student, right, had the privilege of meeting Father Michael Scanlon and share, I don't know, pleasantries, huh? After the meet and greet was over, a friar had engaged me to let me know that Father Mike wanted to pray over me. Now, this moved me. I just met him. I looked up to him. So I was kind of excited. I went right over to him. And really, before he could say anything, I had to ask, why do you feel called to pray over me? And he responded, because the Holy Spirit wanted me to. He then asked me to open my heart to God and to the Holy Spirit to whatever the Holy Spirit wanted to do in my heart. And I I remember the phrase that the Holy Spirit might work wonders in my time at Franciscan University. So that is exactly what I did. I opened my heart. You know, in the past, I have had people pray over me, but this was different. As Father Mike invoked the presence of the Holy Spirit over me, I really did feel the warmth and presence of God's love. But there was something else. I was overwhelmed, I dare say, by the combination of Father Mike's sheer holiness and the great fervor from which he was praying. I was not aware of the passage from St. James at the time, but I can assure you, my friends, the fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful in its effects, to quote James 5.16. Because for what it's worth, the Holy Spirit worked wonders in my heart as he healed past wounds, restored broken relationships, and at that time, needing to be really renewed in what it means to be a student of and for God, certainly that was revealed to me at my time at Steubenville. So I I share that story because that was my own personal encounter, if you will, with that passage from James. Now, As we seek to better understand this key, we should really do so by getting underneath the passage from James chapter 5, verse 16. And as many of us know, hopefully by now, if you want to better understand any biblical passage, it is always best to start with the context to which we read the passage. And so let us read James chapter 5, verses 16 to 18 in its entirety. So if you want to pull out your Bibles, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effects. Elijah was a man of like nature with ourselves, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth its fruit. All right, so what's going on here? Well, first, (laughs) James encourages that our prayer for one another be filled with zeal. Which is to say, once again, my friends, that our intercessory prayer be filled with fervor, ardor. But zeal itself, my friends, does not spring forth from autonomy with God. Rather, in union with the Holy Spirit in a life of what but righteousness. 
a life of righteousness that, as we have already talked about in great detail, is a life in the Spirit, huh? Second, James offers up for us the example of Elijah. Now, Elijah is not only known for his holiness and fervor, but that his prayer yielded extraordinary results. Interestingly, before James comments on Elijah's effective prayer, what does he say? He first reminds us that Elijah was a man of like nature. If we are familiar with the narrative of Elijah and the many stories caught up within that narrative, we know that he experienced many hardships, including, if you were to read 1 Kings chapter 19, deep anguish and torment. By telling us Elijah is of like nature, what is James telling us? That he's human, right? (laughs) No different than we are. And yet, through a holy fervor like Elijah, our prayer will bring forth astonishing effects. In the example given, what did we read? Huh? Elijah's holy, fervent-filled prayer produced much fruit. James wants us to see that our holy, fervent-filled prayer, that kind of prayer that manifests itself when it is in a living relationship with God, will produce much fruit. In his zealous prayer, Elijah commanded authority over the rain. Brothers and sisters, fervent prayer changes things. Fervent prayer heals hearts. Fervent prayer aids in the process of reconciliation, helps us to overcome temptation, strengthens the weak, and can even take away cancer. Why? Because, simply put, because it is the power of God in you. The spirit that brought forth creation and hovered above the waters in the book of Genesis is the same powerful spirit that is inside of you. And my dear friends, this is worth praying for. We just need to tap in to this great potential that is inside of each and every one of us and to do so for the sake of other, as James reminds us, in prayer. Now, as the call to righteousness is foundational to our fervent prayer, as James highlights, we ought to turn our attention to our Lord's words from the Sermon on the Mount, in particular that beatitude that comes to us from Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. My friends, for the soul that is restless in God, the stuff of earth grows dim. You know, it's interesting. To be filled presupposes what? But the emptying of earthly desires, right? We have already highlighted the importance of the the first beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. What did we discover there in that beatitude? But those who are poor in God are those who desire God, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God's spirit. The Greek word there is panuma, breath, lung. What Jesus wants us to see is that we are called to desire God the same way our lungs long for air. Okay? In my circle of teaching and ministry, I have encountered many souls who, never content with the earthly, have longed for heaven and had their fill. These souls share the psalmist's ache for God as we read it in chapter 42, verses 1 to 2. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. 
when can I go and meet with God? You see, my friends, the soul that has been captured by a hunger and a thirst for righteousness is blessed, being filled up, as it were, in the holiness of God. In the end, my friends, holiness is to walk in the presence of God. God is love, therefore holiness is to love as God loves. This love is first received and then shared. This is a point we've talked about a great deal, right? We are transformed by God in his effective love, A-F-F-E-C-T-I-V-E, right? Effective love. To then, in our performative acts, effect others in how we love. So we are first transformed in God's love, and then second, as we seek to share this love for others, in those performative acts, we affect others, E-F-F-E-C-T, okay? This is what sets us apart from a world that loves less. In point of fact, the most basic meaning of the Hebrew word for holiness, kadosh, literally translates as to be set apart or to be dedicated to God, which is to say to belong to God. So we are set apart by God's action and our cooperation with that action in His grace by walking with Him in holiness. Swinging our Reflection back to James then, the natural outgrowth of this holiness and the desire for it is to be set aglow with fervor, set on fire with God's love, because holiness is fire. And this kind of fire that we're talking about is what is so foundational to that fervent prayer that James is after. So if we want to be a son or daughter of God who prays with fervent prayer, we must seek holiness. And in the words of St. Catherine of Siena, be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. Amen. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 5.30 here on KKXX. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.